When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to the show. Bit of an overcast, bit of a wet Melbourne morning. So it might be more delays down at Melbourne Park. A crazy old day there yesterday. And always a pleasure to speak to Louise Fleming on the show. And she joins us this morning. Hello, Louise. G'day, Jules. How are you? Very well. That was a crazy old day yesterday. That was Melbourne uh, in a tea, really. Hot, <laughs> off for hot weather, come back, rains, matches finish at 2 o'clock in the morning. That was a, that was a crazy old day. It was. It was more hectic inside the the players' lounge and the players' <laughs> restaurant than anywhere else. There was people just crashing in everywhere. No, it was. It was difficult for the players. Certainly, it was difficult for Thanasi Kokonakis too. I think I walked. I think I saw him walk out through the tunnel to go to Kia Arena only about five times. <laughs> yeah, that's very disruptive. It didn't affect his tennis though, because he's almost across the line. What did you make of um, the performance of Fabio Fanini so far? It's- didn't look like he was giving it 100% at times out there uh, last night. No, he did look a little flat. I think he might have settled the equation before he went out on court and thought, can I serve bigger than Sanasi? <laughs> nah. Can I hit bigger? Nah. Am I going to beat the guy? Probably not. But I'll give it a 50-50 shot. So, no, he, he just is, he's just basically not able to match up with Sanasi at the moment. Sanasi's looking hot, serving huge, using that forehand. No, he looks amazing. Red hot. Let's hope he can keep that energy, you know, for uh, for the full two weeks. Well, it's a big one in the round, round two, assuming he gets through. He's two sets and a break up on Fabio Fanini yep. when he resumes whenever time that will be today. But it's Andy Murray next up. That was a – what a phenomenal athlete he is, Andy Murray. Four years ago, he was he was pretty much done. He's got a metallic hip, and he comes out and beats the semifinalists from last year in five sets. That was an amazing performance and, and a fantastic match for a, for a first-round match. Uh, it was absolutely amazing. I was sitting up in the the top kind of bunkers there of Rod Laver Arena, and I couldn't I couldn't move. The match was so good. I mean, people the inside the stadium, the just the the noise, the the crowd involvement. It was phenomenal. I mean, you've got to say I feel a little bit uh, for. Uh, Berrettini, he had a match point. He just dumped a backhand. It, it, the whole court was open. I, I don't know what happened. He just kind of lost his lost his mind for a little bit. Murray moved to the forehand. And then after that, I think he kind of, um, yeah, I think that stayed in the back of his, his mind. But Murray, I mean, after two sets down, I was thinking there's no way, um, you know, that he can do this. At two all, uh, I just he just kept going. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, great match. He's the fittest guy. He walked past me after the match, and I said to him, "You better have the longest, <laughs> the, the longest ice bath, and the longest massage to be ready for the next match." It was phenomenal. So, if, if you can beat a player like Matteo Birrettini in the opening round, and obviously Kokonakis will be a, a fantastic match as well, but how much damage can he do at this tournament? I mean, not many people would expect he can do much at this stage of his career, but how much damage could he do if he gets on a bit of a roll? Well, you just don't know. I mean, he he's just one of those guys that you've got to beat him. I mean, he loves the game. I think more than anything, just to watch uh, Andy out there, 
he just loves competing. I mean, you don't go through everything, you know, two hip operations and, and trying to get fit. He's a big guy. I feel like he's, he's a bit slimmer this year as well. Uh, um, but I think he's maybe just a bit slimmer on the, on the chest. His legs are massive, so he's been putting in the work. Yeah, I, I just think he's one of those guys that absolutely loves what he does. But the problem is that if he gets through to, um, you know, the, the quarters, then he's up against maybe a Casper Ruud or someone like that um, on the other side, or a Fritz Taylor. And then on the other side, if he gets through to the semis, well, he's up against Novak. I mean, yeah, there's there's some tough matches he's got to play. But um, look, I, I could see him getting through to the quarters as long as his body's going to hold up. Which would be an amazing story, uh, given he's uh, he's got a great record here at Melbourne Park. The only thing he's he never done is been able to manage to win uh, the actual tournament. Talking the Australian Open with Louise Plumbing. Just going back to the heat yesterday, yesterday Louise. Jordan Thompson wasn't yep. happy, sort of saying, look, I, what's going on? I've been out here when it's hotter. But have the players really got any grounds to complain, given it is a, it is a, a reading, and once that reading reaches a certain level, players off. So to a degree, isn't it pretty black and white? Yeah, look, I think it is. And and maybe because we haven't had this issue recently, um, you know, where it's been, you know, gotten to the number five. So there's a rating of one to five. And once it gets to five, four is a warning. Five is you have to leave the court. You've got to get off the court. So basically, um, once it got to that, it's a shutdown. They have to come off. They've had medical kind of, you know, conversations about what is what is really uh, a medical kind of, you know, the, the player's heat, can they recover from a certain um, temperature? And, and the number is 38, I think. So it had to get back down to 35, and once it did, then play could resume. But, you know, this is stuff that they've worked with professors and medical doctors, and um, and it's now, you know, that's locked in. No problems for Novak last night. He got a great reception. I guess we've all been wondering what sort of reception he would get. He got a good one in Adelaide. He got a good one last night. But a bit strange in that first set when he when he walked off the court and seemed to be having a bit of an um, uh, an argument with the umpire. I think it was 3-2 uh, in the first set. But I think it was just a, a good old-fashioned toilet break, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, probably. Uh, he's a funny guy, isn't he? Um, look, Novak's going to do whatever Novak does, but I think he barely was out there for, for long enough to really worry anything, worry himself, worry his team. He looks great. And I think the Australian crowd are going to love the fact that he's back. I think the match the other night with Nick just was a little warmer, um, a little, you know, just to see how the crowd are going to support Novak. But I think, Look, he's he's basically, for me, he's probably the most informed player and Australians love to watch great tennis. And, and I think it's, yeah, that's what they're really wanting. They want to see the best player here. So um, they're going to love watching Novak, no question about it. Not sure what he was kind of carrying on about, but, you know, he'll get the job done. There's no question about that. Yeah, there's always something in uh, one of Novak's uh, <laughs> matches. Uh, looking at the Australians today, so I've got three that have got a complete their matches uh, from last night. Just looking at the three Aussie men that won on day one. It looks tough on paper for all three today. Jason Kubler plays Karen Kachanoff. John Milman takes on Daniel Medvedev. And Rinky Hitchikata takes on Stefano Sitsipas. Out of those three, who who do you give the best chance of winning one of those matches? Oh, wow. Well, Jason Kubler's just been on fire, haven't, hasn't he? Um Kachanov is tough. He, he's going to have to return really well, I think, in that match. 
but like he's just on fire um and i think he can just find another gear and he's he's really confident at the moment he's been really involved with davis cup and leighton hewitt and i was speaking with him last week and he just said i just feel like i fit in now he said when i walk on the court he said i feel like i belong and i think that's that's huge for jason through everything he's been through um, Rinky Hijikata and Stefanos, uh, that's going to be a cracker, isn't it? He's got to do a couple of things really well out here. He's got to get his first serve in. He's got to be able to negate the huge serve from Stefanos and the big forehand. So he's got to put a lot of pressure trying to read the patterns of Stefanos. Try to, uh, for me, he's got to get his backhand working down the line really well um, and try to somehow then open up that court into the backhand, try to sneak in a little bit against Sissipas. Um, I don't know how his body's going to be feeling. He's only 21, but yeah. he played four hours <laughs> and 26 minutes the other day. So how is he going to turn around? That's uh, that's a tough one. But again, he's got young legs, and I'd love to see him fighting. He won that set against Rafa. He loves the big stage. I think that could be an interesting one. Medvedev and Milman. Well, that's a tough ask. I think Medvedev's just a level too high for Milman. Also, he was out there for five, four hours and five minutes or something the other day against Usla. Um, I think three or four years ago, Milman might have had the yeah. legs and a little bit more guts and determination to probably hurt Medvedev for a little bit. But you'd have to think Medvedev's just, just a little too good at the moment for, for John. Great win from Kimberly Burrell yesterday. Olivia Gadecki back in action today. She plays the, the uh, Ukrainian Marta Kostyuk, who uh, beat Anna Anisimova in the first round. Uh, she's 61 in the world, where Gadecki's 199. Uh, can Olivia back up that first round performance? Look, she can. Um, Marta Kostyuk, I watched her play last week in Adelaide, though. Doesn't have any variation. Moves extremely well. Plays like windscreen wipers. Can just keep going all day. <laughs> Got that linear hitting. You know, great attitude. I think one thing from what I've noticed with Marta is that she's matured a little bit. Got a new coach. I think things are really going well for her. But the disruption's got to be from Olivia. The big serve from Olivia. Got an unbelievable solid backhand. She can hit through opponents. Um, she slices well. I think she's got a chance. I mean, 199 hasn't played a lot. Um, obviously missed the Australian last year because she didn't want to have the um, the COVID um, injections and that sort of thing. So, you know, a lot to learn for Olivia, but, gee, she's a great player. Kim Birrell, that was phenomenal, the match against Kaya Kanepi out on Kia Arena. Amazing. I did that match, actually. And just to watch Kim how she changed the game plan. For me, that just shows she's she's a thinking player. I mean, really great to see that. She broke down the big hitting from Kaya by just high, going high and heavy, mixing it up, waiting for the right ball, being patient. Then the heat raised, and I think Kaya said, this is too hot for me. I'm going to have to bow out in the third set. So just with Kim, we know she's had you know her battles with injury. If she can get a good run yeah. with her body, um, what sort of player can she be? Are we talking a a top 50 player here, a top 40? How much talent she got? Look, I think she's one of those players that every time she walks on the court, Kim turns up. Um, so for me, she if she can compete day in, day out and really put in a good effort, as, as you said, as long as that body holds up, she's a player, I think she could hit kind of the top 80 mark around that. It's very hard then when you start getting into the bigger tournaments and you're playing, you know, the Goffs and the Pagulas and Sinyakovas and the 
John Tex and you're playing against players like that week in, week out, and you're meeting them early. That's tough because they've all got big games. And Kim's really, you know, she's a defender. She's a, a counter-puncher. Um, not, and, and not to say that all the, all the players out there every week have great weeks. So if Kim can put in a, a really solid performance every week, I think she can definitely crack the top 100 and stay around that, eight, you know, 80 mark. Uh, given her body holding up. And just finally, Louise, before I let you go, so we saw a really interesting matchup in round one between uh, Andy Murray and Matteo Berrettini, which you sometimes get when these very highly credentialed players aren't seen. We've got one today on the women's side. Uh, Emma Raducanu, who's obviously had her injury concerns uh, going into the tournament, takes on Coco Goff, who's uh, coming in in great form, and, and you'd have to say is a chance on the women's side. Uh, any chance Emma Raducanu can pull off an upset here? That'll be an interesting match, won't it? Who knows what's going on in the machinations of Emma Raducanu. We know how great she can play. We don't know whether her level is completely back to what it was at the US Open a couple of years ago. What we do know is that Coco Goff is coming off a hot win in New Zealand. Um, I think Coco will be off to mix it up a little bit too much. I think she can run too far. I think she's too too consistent at the moment for Emma. Who knows? Can Coco go all the way? Well, she'd be up against Sviantec. Uh, she she would run into Iga um, down at the semi-finals mm. level if she's to get through. And given that she's never beaten her, it's five love to to um, to Iga in that situation. But Coco, look, I love watching her play. She's really flamboyant out there. She's a great asset for the WTA tour because of her, her character. Um, I think she's going to be just a little bit too consistent today for, for Emma. Yeah, a lot of cracking matches again today. Uh, Louise, hopefully not too many interruptions. Hope you got your wet weather gear uh, today. <laughs> it's uh, always great to catch up. Thanks so much for your time. Thank you, mate. See you, Jill. See ya. Bye-bye. Great to chat to Louise Plumbing. She's uh, a part of the SEN Tennis Commentary team, of course, headed up by Brett Phillips. Amazing.